Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another exciting edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Welcome back, Richard. Hello, Vince. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. Amen. And again, every time I hear that faith, uh, it reminds me of just having confidence in God. And again, God and his word are one. You get God, you get his word, you get his word, you get him, which equates to getting his will. And, and I, w- I always tell people this, you know, we get born again, we get saved. And I, I know a lot of people get saved just for fire insurance. But for those who are faith is really on fire, we understand that God has a plan and a purpose. He doesn't do anything without purpose. So, uh, And we, he works all things to the good for those who love him. According to his purpose so he has a purpose for us and then and and i was just thinking about another scripture in matthew he said blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled god wants hungry souls so because he wants to use us and the more we we fill up with him the more we could be used uh, for the master's divine purpose and again that's what we desire to uh to make you aware of, you know, God has a plan and a purpose. And again, you could just get the fire insurance and and don't live the abundant life that Jesus said he, that he came to give us. And, you know, and a lot of people just go to church to say, well, I checked that off just to get rid of this guilt for the week. But for those whose faith is really on fire that have understanding, and that's what I say, have understanding, and again, having that understanding understands that all things do work together for the good, for those who love the Lord, who those who are called according to his purpose. And, and I tell people all the time, Pastor Richard, you get born again, you follow it up with water baptism, you should. That's what Jesus, he got submerged in water. They just didn't sprinkle him. They submerged him and then he came up out of the water. The heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the scripture says over in one of the Peters that he gave us an example that we should follow. So there it is. So it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And But everybody, people stop short right there. They get born again, they receive Jesus into their heart as Lord and Savior or just Savior. <laughs> It should be Lord and Savior. <laughs> well, you yeah. like the Savior part. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, Lord yeah. part, though, means yeah, he gets to tell me what to do. Well, see, that, that's that that's that faith on fire. That we understand Lord now means owner, master. And Jesus said something like this. Why do you call me Lord and don't do what I command you to do? So anyway, but the follow-up is this. Because, again, the Bible is our example. Scripture says Jesus made, and he commanded us to go make disciples. Disciple is a student, a pupil, a learner. And once you get born again, and, and I mentioned the other day at church service, once you get born again, you're like a baby. You are a baby in Christ. How much does a baby that just comes home from the hospital know? 
squat diddly or diddly squat. They don't know nothing. <laughs> so the parent's responsibility is to teach the child all the things they're going to need to know for life. Well, once we get born again, we need to go to, and it's in the New Testament, we should be using the New Testament because that's where we are right now, New Testament saints. Matthew 11, Jesus said, come learn of me. Key word, learn of me. And Jesus came representing the kingdom of God. So now you got to be a disciple because that's what the definition of a disciple, somebody who's disciplined, who's a student, who's a pupil. Jesus was rabbi, teacher. So you got to now get discipled or get taught the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, pertaining to the new family you're in. You're in the family of God. You're a child of God now. You're born again. You're something. You're a new creation. Old things are past. All things come. So now you got to learn because I said this the other day at church service. We know everything. The mind is never wrong. We, we just think we know everything. So, but you don't know everything when you, about God. You think you do until you start building that relationship with him. And I wanted to title this broadcast Progressive Knowing or Knowing Progressive. Progressive Knowing. We'll go with that. Because as you come into the knowledge of God and you feed on him or hunger and thirst for him, for him He's going to reveal himself to you more and more and more. Your confidence is going to grow in him more and more because you're spending intimate time with him, which also equates to your faith growing more and more and more and your revelation or understanding more and more and more. So now when people are saying things, you're not taken by it because you have understanding, which equates to the wisdom of God. And that's from fellowshipping with him. So it's important that you get discipled. And I was just looking at the scripture in Ephesians. And, and this was what God's going to do. Because I, I see a lot of Christians out there, they don't have a pastor. Or they don't have a ministry leader because they think God's just going to deal with them directly. Well, if he's really dealing with you, God ain't going to give us a book full of his word, especially in the New Testament, and say, oh, it doesn't pertain to you. So in Ephesians 4, uh, 11, it says, And he, God, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. The next verse tells you why. For the equipping of the saints, yeah, for the, for the students, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And I always say the work of ministry is you fulfilling your purpose. That's the work, because your life is a ministry. So he, he's going to send these ministry leaders, because he's gave them a gift for you, the saints, for us, and he wants us to learn the kingdom ways. Because you can't come in off the street thinking you know kingdom ways. Because you don't. Remember, you're a baby. You're born again. And he says, desire the pure milk of the word where you may grow thereby. Well, that's what you get, babies. Milk. You don't give them a steak when they come home. Hey, happy birthday. First day here. Here's a nice juicy steak. No, they want milk. So, again, we want to give them the milk of the word. We don't want to give them no Leviticus right off the bat. Cause it's too strong for them, you know, because they, they ain't going to have no understanding. So you want to give them something. Just let them know you're a new creation. Take them to Corinthians 5.17, you're a new creation. Old things have passed. You got to start off with milk, but then we're going to take you. going to give you some meat later. Once you of age, when we understand you're at that age, you can learn to chew. You got teeth now, <laughs> you know, spiritual teeth. We're going to give you some, some meat. And again, that's that progress, progressive knowing because now you know how to, Use your teeth. You understand what they're for, for chewing up your, your stuff and, and swallowing. So, again, 
that's where we need to be going as Christians is that progressive knowing. And because that latter part of that scripture in Matthew 11, Jesus says, come learn of me. Take of my yoke, which is easy and my burdens are light. He said, all you are heavy laden, come learn of me. Here's the deal. As you start learning of him more and more, your load is going to get lighter. Because you understand to cast it all right. on him. You don't have to carry it anymore. Right, you don't have to carry it. Because you know what you like, Philippians oh. Philippians chapter 4, in all things, prayer and thanksgiving, give it to God, and then the peace that passes all understanding. Well, see, as yours. you grow in that relation with him, you're going to understand that more and more. So anything that comes to you that's too heavy for you, you understand, oh, I can get this to him. Yeah, I don't need it. He'll take care of it. Here it is, right there. Now, I do want to reiterate one thing, and I know that you will too. So, if anybody's hearing what you just said and think, well, the pastor's going to take care of all this, he's going to teach me all this, and all I have to do is go to church on Sunday, and then I'll be fine. That's not what we're talking about. I know that's not what you're talking about. Every one of us needs to be in the Word every day. Because he said study to Sunday. He said, and I said that too. I said it all the time. He commanded, we're commanded to study to show ourselves approved. Right. A workman who need not be ashamed. Right. You I know gotta, that's what you meant. Right, right. I just want to be clear with everybody. No, no, we're well, not well, talking about, hey, just go to church. And well, those ministry leaders, if they're real, true ministry, ministry leaders whose faith's on fire, they're going to encourage and too. challenge you to do that as well. Right. Don't I, just take my word for it. No, no. Go ahead and read it for yourself. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He's going to bear witness to the truth. But you need to... You need to have that intimate, you can't have the intimate time just with See, us on Sundays. Right. There's just too many Christians that heard something. They, they, they're they pretty sure they know what they believe, but they have no idea why they believe it. They have no idea where in the Bible it says it, but but they heard somebody say it once. Here's one I heard all, a lot growing up, and it ain't. it's not even in the Bible, and you probably heard this one right here. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It ain't in the book. Or you hear... God helps those who help Helps themselves. themselves. That's in, in, not in, in the, the Bible, book. right? Right. So we like made a lot of stuff religion, religious that ain't even in the Bible. It's just we said it out of tradition. So, so your you mom ha- wanted to take a bath, so she just threw in a little scripture. All right. <laughs> you know? Well, well, that's why the scripture says, "In all you're getting, get understanding." And, and, and with God, understanding is revelation knowledge. It's a higher degree. I, I tell people all the time, when Adam fell in the garden, which got us in all of this mess in the first place, he fell from revelation to information. Revelation is God speaking directly to your spirit and through his Holy Spirit that lives in you, unraveling it and giving you what's called understanding. Information is where we are now. Probably why you got an iPhone. You know what the I stand for? It's an information phone. So Adam went from... Remember, because God told him to name everything. Whatever you name it, it was. He had straight. He didn't go to no Chico State University or nothing. He had straight revelation from God because he was connected to God. Once he disconnected, you got to figure this thing out now. Information. And God will, that's why he said he gave some to be apostles, prophets, because he's equipped them. He gave them some revelation for you. He, he puts an anointing on them to, to feed the sheep. That's why to you edify need the body to right. build up the body. Right. That's why you need a pastor, uh, an evangelist, a prophet. You need that in your life because you don't. You ain't Holy Ghost Junior. You don't know nothing. You just got saved, born again. So you can't come into his household and say, "Well, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna work this program right here." He said, "No, that ain't how we do it in the kingdom of God." Now the world system may have done it like that. The one that I told you don't be conformed to. 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That one and friendship with the world is enemy with God. No, they may do it like that, but here, remember in Isaiah fifty-five, he said, "My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways." Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. So he said, I'm thinking way up. I got revelation. I'm way up here, and, and you down here on information. <laughs> See, and, and that's why the world says that you're to get even with the people that do you dirty. And the Bible says, no, you're supposed to pray for those that despitefully use you. Right. You're supposed to pray for the people because that Because here's enemies. the deal. God created everything. So he created the way things are supposed to be. He created Day and night, cold and winter, summer and fall. He created the seasons, and he don't need us to help him make it happen. But he created it. We can't stop it from happening. <laughs> we, we, we don't go up there, hey, let me readjust the sun because it ain't doing what's supposed to. No. He are, so it's a lot of spiritual principles. He's already said. We call them laws, principles. You know, we use the one here, gravity. Works anywhere on earth. <laughs> Anywhere on earth, it, the same principle will work. So back to bless those that persecute you, pray for those. Well, that's God's way of doing things. Right. See, it's the opposite of the world. Yeah. The world says, in fact, the world says you're stupid if you do that. Right. No, like I said, no, that's the way I designed it. Right. If you want to get the results, I tell people I'll, always, I'm result-oriented. If I go do something, I want to see some results. Well, God said, well, you want to see some results, do it my way. Because now you're born again. You're in the family of God, the kingdom of God. This is how we do things. Remember? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is how heaven operates. So if you want to taste the heaven in your life, do it my way. Remember, there's another scripture that says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it's death. Well, you know the song, I Did It My Way. It's oh, yeah, a great yeah, song. Yeah. It's a, I yeah, mean, it's a fantastic song. Terrible theology. Yeah, right, right. If your way was the Lord's way, hey, that's a great way to do it. Right. Yeah, I, but, I do but it the his whole, way. I did, I did it my way. No. No, your way. Yeah, he said. See, God my doesn't way. want us to get to heaven and sing. I did it my, my way. way. <laughs> he no, he wants us to sing. He, it, I, we did it his way. If your way didn't line up with the kingdom way, you need to drop it, dismiss it. And again, that's what I'm talking about. That progressive knowing. Once you start feeding, Jesus said it in John chapter six, "I am the bread of life." Then he said in Matthew 4, 4, man should, he said, it is written. He got it from Deuteronomy. He said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word which is out of the mouth of the Father. Now, he was saying that in the middle of a spiritual battle with the devil. And again, that's how we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And people aren't our problem. The devil is. We have an adversary. The scripture says the devil. So, but he uses people. That's why he said, go ahead and pray for people. But you can rebuke the devil. But pray for people. Because they, they don't know they're being used by the devil. And you, once you start growing in that progressive knowledge, you start understanding that. Now you ain't mad at cousin so-and-so. You done learned, oh, I need to be praying for so-and-so because he's under demonic influence. Right. Coming at me like that, he, he must be demon-possessed or demon-influenced or demonically influenced. I ain't going to say possessed, but, but influenced. Well, especially or if, even his own sinful nature. Right. That, that's, a lot of times the devil gets credit for stuff he doesn't even have to do because our own sinful nature. Well, right, right. Well, it's, it's, if you're not born again, you, you're operating straight out of the flesh. <laughs> right. But now when you get saved, now he says, now you have a choice because that old sinful nature wants to resurrect too. And I want you to crucify yeah, it that old daily. Dead, he sure likes to get back up. He sure <laughs> likes to get back up. But he said, Paul said crucify. He said, I crucify my old man daily. Right. You have to. You have to. You got to put the... 
coffin. You got to put the nails back in the coffin because he wants to resurrect. So that's what the scripture means when he says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You got to walk in the spirit. You got to walk in the word of God, which is the spirit, praying for those who despitefully use you. Now you're walking in the spirit. You know, bless those that persecute you. Now you're walking in the spirit. They persecuted you, blessed. You're walking in the spirit now. Love your neighbors, yourself. You're walking in the spirit. It's really easy. So now you say, I'm, I'm going to give you the choice. Every day you're going to have a choice. You can walk in the spirit or you walk in the flesh. He said, now, walk in the spirit, you're going to reap eternal life. You walk in the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Back to the fall. Adam walked in the flesh when he was disobedient. Right. And what happened? God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, what he sows, so he say you sow to the flesh, just what you're going to get. That's growing in that knowledge. So I'm learning that more and more as a pastor. Because God, remember, he deals with us all the same. We're still his children. Yes, he's placed an anointing on ministry leadership to feed the sheep and to equip the, the body. But at the same time, he still deals with us as children. So he's going to reveal to us as we spend time in the word. Because <laughs> we're supposed to, too. We're not... not off limits for spending time in the word too. We have to study to show ourselves the But as we do that, he's going to show you things in his word and he's going to allow you to make corrections. I tell people all the time, it's an open book test. The manual, I call the Bible the, the owner's handbook. I call it the constitution for the kingdom of God. It's in here. All you got to do is go in here and study it. And you'll right. find out and what God wants. And he wants us to go in there and study it. Yeah, because he's going to reveal something. He doesn't want us to, to just try to blindly get along on our own. Well, I sure hope that, that Richard and Vince can figure this out. No, that's not what he wants. He, wa he wants to give you, and, and you know, progressive revelation, progressive knowledge, whatever you want to call it. He wants to give us more. He wants to give you more. He said that, uh, I remember I was telling my wife about this, the first Bible study I went to, because God, understood. he knows the plan and the purpose he has for us. He knew he was calling me to ministry. Initially, I didn't know, and that was not what I career path myself for, but in due season, I surrendered and accepted. But I just remember the first year I got saved, I was going to this men's Bible study with a bunch of other men who had been, you know, saved long before me. And we was going over the scripture. I believe this is in Mark. It was a, and and it, I think it was the parable of the sower. But he said, to him who has, more will be given. And to him who think he has something, what he thinks he has will be taken away. He was talking about revelation knowledge. To him who has, to him who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, they're going to be filled. Because they, they, they don't mind studying the Bible. They don't mind listening to some, some personal development, spiritual teaching. They don't mind church services. They don't complain about them. They don't mind that because they're hungry. Well, Sunday's their favorite day of the week. Right, because they're hungry for God. So he says to them that think they got something, because everybody think they know it all about God. He said what they even think that is going to be taken away. Poof. And we see him on the wayside all the time. Like, wow, man. Thought you was fake was on fire last year. I'm back because you didn't. Con Jesus said this. If you continue in the faith or the word, then are you my disciples indeed. Uh-oh. He He's saying you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The more progressive knowledge you have, the more free you are. So now you don't get hung up on skin colors, political parties, and all that. You're free because you have understanding. We were talking about it before the broadcast, you know, with these bodies that we live in, these earthen vessels. We understand that's what they are, earthen vessels. Right. So when it You're comes to go expiration somewhere. date, we're not like, wow, 
Yeah, they're going to cry for us, but because we have a greater revelation, progressive knowledge, we understand better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. We understand if this earthen tent go, we know we're, we're, we're heading, we're going because we believe what he said in his word. He said we're going to spend eternity with him. Jesus told the two, it was two guys on the cross with him. One of them believed, one of them didn't. They, both of them should have just said yes, but he told the one that says yes, today you will be with me where? In eternity. The guy got saved right there on the spot, right, right on the cross. The other one, I heard a pastor do a message like that. It's like uh, I almost didn't make it. The one that received Jesus, that was his testimony. I almost didn't make it. But he, he said, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. I'm right here on the cross next to you. I believe you are the resurrection. Jesus said, that's a good thing. Today you'll be with me in eternity. The other, Jesus didn't say nothing to the other cat. The other cat didn't even acknowledge him. So, again, in the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. But God, cause Today God, is the day of salvation. Don't wait till tomorrow. Right, right, right. And, and start growing. You know, get in a good Bible-based church, man, and start growing in the Lord. He promised he's going to set you free. Back to Matthew 11. Jesus said, come learn to me. My burdens are, are, are light and my yoke is easy. He said, all who are heavy laden, you, you don't have understanding, that's heavy laden. You don't have understanding about something. He said, come, spend time with me. I'll show you something in my word. You give the testimony all the time. You was heavy laden about an issue, about a, a building project. You got home, you was heavy laden. You open up a book with the word of God in it. He, he, he lightened your load right there. That's what he does. Yeah, he told me that was a don't worry. <laughs> it is. Now, and I, I have to, in, in full disclosure, and we're going to talk about this in the, um, probably tomorrow or the next day. Just because of that doesn't mean the devil doesn't want to jump up in my ear and start chirping at me again about, you know, that's never going to work, right? You know, that's never going to work, well, right? You know, that's, that's never going to work, right? That's what he does. That's what he does. But it's so important for people. Christians to understand that just because you're a Christian, just because you know what God's called you to do and you're where you are and you're doing it, doesn't mean the devil's going to just quit. He's still going to jump up on you and chirp in your ear about, you know, this will never work out. And, and you know, here, this here's another deal, out. and I'm, I'm going to give a little story. Just because you got a word from God don't mean Satan's going to back off either. Right. That's my wife's probably going to go to work. My wife just got out of federal penitentiary. And before she went into the battle, God told her to go into the battle and fight with the federal prosecutors. And he gave her a word. The word he gave her, just as I was with, with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That, she said that was her marching orders from the Lord to fight this case instead of just giving in. Now, okay, I heard another guy talk about this in his book called Favor. He says, okay, just now, it didn't work out like she thought it was going to work out. She thought it was going to get an acquittal. No, God allowed her to go through the fire. But here's the deal. He got her through the fire as she continued to feed on him in the midst of that. Daniel had to go into the lion's den. We talk about it on this broadcast all the time. Shadrach, Meshach, and Minigo, they had to go in the fiery furnace. Right. But they made a declaration. Even if you don't, we still land. If you don't put us... Here. Our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, well, we're never see, bowing down they had you. a progressive knowledge. They knew, okay, well, we may have to go in here. And again, that's the same thing with my wife. Okay, Lord, if I have to go in here, I know you still have a purpose for it. There's a purpose for it because he don't do nothing or allow us to go through anything without purpose. As we spend time with him, with him, he'll reveal that to us. So as she went, 
forth and it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out, he started revealing, okay, here's the purpose. This is what I want to do. I'm going to deliberately plant the righteous among the wicked. Because I got somebody I need you to, to go in here and minister to. And you always, thought, you always people want to minister, but I'm going to send you here, Joseph, to minister to the butcher and the baker. <laughs> I know I gave right, you a how word. How many people in prison did he minister to? Yeah, 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 right. I know I gave you a word a long time ago that you was going to be high and mighty, but there's a process. There, from the pit to the palace, there's a process, and we and again, as we spend time with God, progressive revelation, we start to understand that. Just like with the issue you were just saying, yeah, you He gave you the word, but now there's a process to to go ahead and fully occupy, fully occupy. He, so we got to go through, and part of that that process here it is, fighting the good fight of faith. You got to fight. Remember, He told Joshua and Caleb, "Yeah, I gave you this land for them, big one. It's yours." They still had to fight. <laughs> yeah, they were just walking on woof, tiptoe to the tulips. <laughs> we're going in. No, they had some Amalekites, Amalekites, all these ites was up there. They had to fight those guys. Well, see, and then the Battle of Jericho. Right. They blow the trumpets and the walls come down, but then they have to go actually in and fight inside the town. Right. Now, they couldn't have got through the walls. <laughs> they couldn't knock the walls down. They couldn't get through the walls. God had to do that part, but right, once right. he had done that part, then they had to actually go in. I want you to go in there and smite them all. He said, smite them all, and only nobody. And Rahab, like, right. she, gets to, she gets to stay. Because she helped them out, right. and uh, she came in the lineage, yeah, too. See, the part of that that only God could do, he did. Well, remember, we, we're always, we're part of the body of Christ. We're co-laboring. God is working with us constantly. He's constantly, remember, because God before us, working for us, with us, who can be against well, I us? I tell people, you and God are all the army you need. We're a majority. Yeah. I tell people all, all the, all the time, me need. and God is a majority. And I have to understand that as I grow in this progressive knowledge with him and relationship, I'm going to understand that and I'm going to keep, the Bible says, run with endurance the race that was set before you, looking unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of your faith. Well, Jesus in Revelation 19, 13 is called the word of God. So he said, look unto my word, because God is so powerful. I was telling somebody the other day, God is so powerful, you can't see him, because we understand that with Moses. When he first encountered Moses, he was a burning bush. Moses, you can't experience just me. You'll die. <laughs> right. It's like being right next to the sun. Get it? The sun? Okay. You'll die. So he said, I'm, I'm going to show you my hind part, Moses. When I... He said, because you can't look at me. So, so this is what he did, Richard. He gave us his word. He said, now, you can, because in the beginning was the word. You can get my word, and uh, that's the same as getting me. Well, anyway, we're about uh, running out of time. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith or word. So we just want to uh, thank you for listening in. And remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.